ultimate source for all the conversations and reactions in the world of music, movies, TV, and sports. This is the OG Podcast. All right, all right. Do you know how long it's been since we dropped an OG podcast? Our last podcast was in February of 2023. It is now almost August of 2023, which is crazy. But uh, I promise I have personally been working on something big and unique and crazy that hopefully you all will enjoy here soon. Um, so wait on that. But anyway, we are back. Welcome to a new Are You Entertained podcast. Trey Lessio, the dawn of entertainment, alongside the homie, the consigliere, Brandon Ogden in the studio. What up? We we are out here doing our thing. Um, yeah, if you're new to the program, as always, we uh, discuss everything in the world of music, movies, TV, and sports. A lot has happened in the inter- entertainment industry since February, but uh, we tried to sift through all the bullshit, all the big stories um, to see... Sorry, I got to uh, turn my notifications off here. Um to bring you some stories that still have some relevancy and uh, curate a phone show for you guys. With that being said, we have a lot to get into, so let's dive right in. Uh, as always, we start with our Shoot the Shit segment, where we talk about any albums, songs we've listened to, TV shows, movies we've seen, any fun stories we'd like to tell. Um, I start with this, because yesterday was a big day in music. I know Brandon said probably a less than five percent chance that his ears will listen to the (laughs) album but utopia by travis scott dropped and simultaneously austin by post malone dropped um i just had to bring i know you said you probably won't listen but uh had to bring it up because it was a big day good um yes yeah i really enjoyed both of them i'll probably like wait uh for a scrubs pod to break it down with my brother and cousins because they are fully into those albums um, but yeah, they were entertaining and good. I, I, I haven't decided which one I like a little bit better yet, but uh, it was a cool day, cool day for music. Um, how about on the music front? Have you been listening to anything that's blown away? It's been a weird year for like, especially for hip hop. There's been some really good albums this year, uh, but there haven't been any like huge like blockbuster albums this year. No, not at all. I feel like every, all the big stars are out on tour. Yeah. Making up for lost time. It's true. And yeah. so we're just not getting... We're not getting the albums. The albums, yeah. yeah. Fair enough. One of my favorites that hasn't... Uh, aside from the rap, I have... I'll just go through my list. Michael by Killer Mike. Magic 2 by Nas. Ketramine by Amine and Ketranada. Uh But then I was going to say my one that I've really been into that I love that's not hip-hop is um, Never Enough by Daniel Caesar. Oh my god, it's just lovey dovey R and B vibes, like so so fire, so good. I, I repeatedly come back to that, and then also on my list was "Endless Summer Vacation" by Miley Cyrus. Um, that's kind of what's been in my rotation a little bit. Uh, Olivia Rodrigo announced that she's coming out with a new album. I think in August. I think maybe a little bit later than that. Um, I know we were big fans of uh, Sour, Sour. Yeah. and this one's called Guts. I think so. Hopefully that one will be good. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what her pivot is or if it's still just breakup songs. Yeah. Have you heard the new single, The Vampire? Yeah, I think so. You're not a fan? 
Oh, you gave no, the I'm look just, like you might not be a fan. No, I'm trying to think like. Blood sucker, fame fucker. Hmm. Maybe I haven't heard it. It's good. It's on the radio. I, I don't know what they uh, what they bleep for fame fucker on the radio, but um, hmm. I love I love a good angsty teen who like doesn't mind cussing. I, it's just I, it's a vibe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, good stuff. Um, all right. We then- should say we like their music. Yeah, that's fair. And as as uh, as Will Ferrell yeah. would say in the Barbie movie, in the most polite way possible. <laughs> yes, um, yes um, true, true that. Um, for the TV front, I've been watching uh, Shrinking. Well, true. you know, I haven't like gone back to these. I know you are a big Shrinking fan. Shrinking is amazing. The Last of Us was awesome. Yep. Um, I watched Beef on Netflix, which is really good. Silo on Apple TV, Ted Lasso, potentially last season. Yeah. Uh, I, I enjoyed Poker Face on Peacock. Swarm was a really weird, interesting one that's kind of been in my brain uh, from Amazon Prime. It's uh, Donald Glover produced. Yellow Jackets on Showtime. Barry, uh, the last season, we both watched that. Bel Air season two, and then Bupkis, was, which is the Pete Davidson show. Um, I've actually watched way more than that. That's just kind of a sample size. You don't want to include uh, Secret Invasion? Well, we'll break that down a little <laughs> bit further. But, uh, but yeah, the only Secret one I've watched, on watched most of those, not all. Uh, I also <laughs> watched White House Plumbers okay. on HBO. Is that worth my time? Like, Will I like it? Is it Since satirical? it's kind of a. It's kind of. Okay. Uh, it's almost. It's. So like the funny parts are is really just how dumb they are, mm-hmm. and like, so that part's entertaining. Do you think that is close to? I mean, because it's a true story. Yeah, it's a true like, story. Like, do you think they were actually stupid or? Oh yeah, that's how they got caught. Okay. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, the guy opposite of Woody Harrelson, I can't think of his name, mm-hmm. plays just this aloof guy, um, who's like it's basically him and Woody Harrelson's character that are running the whole um, scheme. Okay. And he is just so well casted in it. Um, since it's kind of a, like to me, it feels like a dead time in TV right now. Yeah. I think it's worth going back and okay. rewatching. Okay. It's, it's only like five or six. Oh episodes. really? I didn't yeah, even it's know it's that limited. Okay. So Interesting. it's a pretty quick watch. It's, it's entertaining for sure. Nice. Nice. Um, and then some movies that we probably won't break down a lot, but I put on my list uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Yep. We uh, saw that. Um, uh, we Did we see it together? Yeah. Okay. Uh, we've been to so many movies, it's I forget <laughs> at this point. Um, animation on that was crazy. Yeah. I personally like the first one better. I think – did you say you like the second one a little bit better? No, I like the first one better, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, the second one, I – it was awesome. Yeah, I just kind of forgot, like halfway through, that it's a part two, part right. one so of a part two. The, the and so like the ending is kind of jarring. Right. Um, it's a huge cliffhanger. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. But right. it was great. Yeah. The animation is just god level. It's yeah. amazing. It's between incredible. the animation and then like just the the needle drops in that uh, movie. Same with the first one. Yeah. Uh, they just do a great job. My one my one tick in the direction of the first one. I just feel like there's a a little bit bigger overarching message in that one. Uh, not not to say there's not in the second one. I just felt a little more tied to the first one. I guess maybe it's a personal thing. I don't I don't know. Um, and maybe over time the second one will be on the level of the first one. They're both amazing masterpieces. Yes. So not to diminish the second one at all. Um, we also saw Air, 
That was uh, one of the, probably the first movies we yeah. saw of 2023. Creed three, um, my personal favorite of the Creed movies. I really enjoyed was it. Creed three this year. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I did actually watch that the other day. Yep. Pretty good. It's on Prime now. Uh, one that I would recommend if you're in if you're looking for a fun rom com. Uh, it's called Rye Lane. It's on, well, when I watched it, it was on Hulu. I don't know if it's on anymore, but uh, that came out in 2023. Really, just a fun artsy movie. Um, and then one that is super weird with my girl Mia Goth and uh, Alexander Skarsgård, the guy who's in uh, Succession. Yeah. Um, it's called Infinity Pool. Super fucked up and weird. But if you're into kind of the horror th- thriller type vibe uh infinity pool that was also on hulu when i watched it that's another one for you um any ones that you've seen that i haven't that i missed on the list yeah yeah how was little mermaid uh it's not great hallie uh hallie bailey was a phenomenal yeah she killed it uh the rest of the movie's just not great um did they did they part from the original at all or not like much. okay no okay not much i just melissa mccarthy's really good in it too really i will, I will say that those i just two were don't good. get the the need i mean it's money obviously but i just don't get the need to make all of these movies live action yeah no it's it. It, they're dumb right. uh the worst part was they aquafina does a rap which is not in the first oh, really? one and it's <laughs> so bad <laughs> not an aquafina rap fan i'm not just an aquafina fan just yeah. in general yeah she's a little she too has, over the top she me. has some interesting humor but uh the only other one i think you watched it too was that reality with uh Sydney oh yeah, yeah yeah didn't love it yeah it like the 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 story itself is more interesting than the movie was like the movie the just felt like it happened weird. yeah it's not i wouldn't even consider it a movie like yeah it kind of just like laid out the facts like it, it would have been better as a like a a documentary yeah i feel like yeah it was, sydney sweeney definitely flexed her acting acting chops yeah no she was good in it yeah the jason bateman impression that the one guy <laughs> that's, was doing that's a funny that's true was just so bad yeah yeah, it was. And then how about the moment where they just started like cracking up laughing? laughing. That it was took so me weird. I think it. we talked it, yeah, about it. It took me yeah. out. Of it. it was so bad. So weird. So weird. And then this wasn't 2023, but I did go back. I finally finished Sopranos. Hell um, yes. And so then I also went back and watched Many Saints in Newark. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I wish it would have been a little bit better. But yeah. It, it was, was fine. The, the problem with that movie, and I've said this from the jump, um, they marketed it as a Tony Soprano origin story, and it is not. It no. is the. The Dickie Multisanti story, yeah. which is cool. Just don't like, don't market it as a, a Tony Soprano. The only thing we really see him get, and it's been a while since I've seen it, so correct me if I'm wrong, but um, you see him get pissed and like beat a guy up in the ice cream truck. But really, other than that, like they don't tell you like how he gets in the mob, right? I don't remember that yeah, really. No, not really. Because I think I think even more than that, I feel like they were maybe trying to set up a universe and like have yeah. more movies, but it didn't do well. So I don't know. I think I did. I think that they. I I think the uh, I can't think of the name right now. David Chase, I believe, and Michael Imperio, the guy who uh, is Christopher, yeah. are writing a movie. I don't know what it's going to be about, but hopefully, it's well, a even Tony in story. the framing of it. Not. I mean, we're going back here, but. Uh, they have Chris like narrating it, right? And his whole thing is about Tony. Yeah, like he's like, this is the guy I went to hell for, right? And all of this, like in the very beginning, right? And it's so they want it to be about yeah. Tony, and but it's, it's just not. Yeah, yeah. It, I just it's it, yeah, I was a little disappointed in the movie, but yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Okay. Um, we also went to Tribeca Film Fest. We yes. went to New York. That was my first time in New York. Saw some really cool movies. Um, I, I again haven't hadn't been to New York, so I wanted to do all the touristy shit. But I would love to go back and do Tribeca or any film fest really, with the intense intention of just that being the the trip. Because um, I don't know, I had a blast going yeah. to those movies. We saw some really cool ones. Um, I'm sure heard a couple directors yeah, speak so, about right. their movies. That was cool for that me. That was really cool. Right, Did like a Q and A. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, yeah, I'm sure some of those movies will potentially end up on our year-end list. So be on the lookout for that, and uh, I'm sure they'll be on streaming at some point. So, All right, we have a lot to get to, so let's move on to our uh, actual topics of conversation here. We're going to start off with a little Barbenheimer. Um, we took the day off. The day we took off work, um, we saw Oppenheimer first. I think the game plan was to get the doom and gloom out of the way, a uh, long three-hour movie, and then wrap it up with the lighthearted. Uh, you completed Barbie. successfully the Barbenheimer True. experience. True. I did not. My brother was in the state championship baseball game. Which, so. is, which is cool. Yeah, it was cool. cool. They won, they won great, right? Yeah, so, great game. So, yeah. Uh, so I had to pass on my tickets, um, but you still went. And then I went Sunday to Barbie. Right. Uh, you still completed it. It just yes. took you a little bit longer. It's not same. Just took you a little bit longer. Um, so my qu- my opening question for this was: Is was it just me, or did Barbenheimer feel like just a big win for oh, for cinema? Right. Yeah, like not even close. I think going in, a lot of people were thinking like, um, it, are we like pitting these movies against each other? But I think it it it, it did the opposite effect. Like yeah. I feel like. Um, every a lot of people went to go see both, and it was a huge weekend at the box office. Um, two big movies that are killing it, at, like I said, at the box office. They aren't a part of a big franchise, at least for right now. Um, I say, I say yeah. that I have a sidebar here. I say at least not a part of a big franchise right now because the CEO of Mattel has said that their ambition is to create film franchises. So I made a, I, I looked up and made a list here. So hear this, um, this one, I, I, the first one I actually am interested in, but we have Barney with Daniel Kaluuya, which has been described as an a 24 type of serial, uh, surrealistic movie. I'm here for that. I'm a, I was a Barney kid. So, I was too, I don't know. but have you heard some of the fucked up stuff about Barbie or Barney? Barney. Um, so I, I saw there was a, a truth about Barney documentary on like Peacock. Yeah, I, I never haven't watched, watched it, it. But yeah, I don't like know the real, full story, but I don't either. But apparently there's some real wild stuff that was happening on the it, Barney set. To me, to me, I feel like maybe they'll incorporate that in this movie because it feels like it might be a little dark and maybe not dark, but more geared to- towards adults, similar to what Barbie was. I would be here for that. I would be here for that. We'll see. Um, we have Polly Pocket starring Lily Collins. Some of these I never, I, don't, I, don't I didn't know, know that w- they were going to happen. Uh, Hot Wheels produced by J.J. Abrams. I think I did see that, that in the news. That suck. I would go ahead and <laughs> What the hell? Are they? It's going to be cars, but like more badass. Is that what they're going to try and do? Yeah. It's weird. It's going to be terrible. I, I have no idea. Didn't they just try that with, uh, have they done a Hot Wheels before? Wasn't there some type of. What, was it like animated or no. just like an actual live action? I thought so, but maybe I'm I, tripping. I have no idea. Rock'em Sock'em Robots starring Vin Diesel. Again, I did not know that was a thing. Uh, American Girl. I don't know. You don't what know what Rock'em Sock'em was? No, I do oh, know okay, what Rock'em toy. Sock'em toys okay, are. I yeah, just didn't know like this. they were making all these movies. Um, I American. Hope it's another series where 
Vin Diesel says like the same line over and over again. <laughs> Rock'em, <'em>, sock'em. <laughs> That'd be funny. Um, uh, American Girl, which I don't know how they're going to differentiate between yeah. that and Barbie. I mean, essentially, Just they're the same Creepy themes. as hell, maybe. Right. I don't, I don't know. Magic 8-Ball, which... Oh, okay. That's the Magic 8-Ball. Don't know how you make that into a movie. <laughs> yeah. Masters of the Universe. Okay, cool. I have never heard of this toy. Major Matt Matson, and apparently it's starring Tom Hanks. Don't don't know. Couldn't tell you. Uno. Okay, how the hell are they going to make it? What are we doing movie? here, folks? Like, how, literally, gonna be how in, are like, they going to make a movie? Like, I'm trying to, as a screenwriter, think in my brain how you make this a movie. I mean... Cool. I have no idea. Can't wait. I mean, the family of a dysfunctional family is going to get together and play Uno and bring them together. Like, <laughs> I, I have no idea. Um, wish, wish boner, wish boner. No idea. I'm. I feel like I maybe Rated mistyped R. that. <laughs> feel like I maybe mistyped <laughs> that. I have no fucking idea. I feel like it might just be wishbone, but <laughs> who fucking knows? <laughs> Never heard of that though. Max, Max, Max Botch. Max Jesus Box. Christ. Matchbox. Match like box. Band, matchbox. Matchbox. Like, I want to push you around. <laughs> Couldn't say that one today. Couldn't get that out. Um, Thomas and Friends, which I didn't know was Mattel. I didn't either. I, that I, I could guess. be interesting. Yeah. Especially like in live. I assume these are all live action. I, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, Viewmaster. Don't even know what that is. And Christmas Balloon. Um so our sidebar question, then we we'll get back to Barbenheimer. But do you think this is the right move for Mattel? Like, to are, me, no, I don't. Yeah, to me, if they're going to dilute it, I think just make twenty Barbie movies. Yeah, you could have all the different types of Barbies and have their own movies. You could do Kens, right? Uh, you can do all of those. So just yeah. stick to the Barbie franchise if you want to throw in a Thomas and Friends or something that's a little stick more. stick with Barney. I- I'm here for Barney. Barney's I'll give you, cool. I'll give you yeah, Barney. Sure. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's, I, th- I think this like whole this whole universe is going to dilute it. And I really I, – I just foresee this happening with the vibes of Barbie. They're going to try and interconnect it somehow. Like, you know that one is going to – Barbie's going to show up in one of these movies or it's just going to be a lot. It's going to be weird. Hopefully, they don't overdo it. Um, okay, back to Barbenheimer. Um, Oppenheimer scored $80 million domestically at the box office during its opening weekend. While Barbie raked in 155 million domestically at the box office during its opening weekend, and together they scored the fourth highest, uh, the fourth biggest, excuse me, weekend in domestic box office history. Crazy, we were a part of it, um, but it's not all about the money. Oppenheimer currently has a 94 on Rotten Tomatoes, and Barbie currently has an 89 on Rotten Tomatoes. So the critical acclaim is there. Um, so. With all that being said, do you think do you think that these movies have legs? Do they have the legs to make it in the Oscar conversation? Do they have the legs to make it into a cultural impact? Um, let's start off with the Oscar talk. I think there's one that's definitely more of an Oscar-y movie, but do you think we'll see both of these in the conversation? Yeah, I think both will be nominated a lot. I think Oppenheimer's going to dominate the Oscars, where Barbie's going to get a lot of nominations. Yeah. So for me, like Oppenheimer, I, I think it wins Best Picture. Really? Yeah, okay. I think uh, killing. Wait, just wait, just wait. I have to interrupt you. We still have a Scorsese movie this year. Yeah, I don't care. Really? Hollywood loves. All right, we we, we know what Brandon's favorite is this year. Yeah, not necessarily that's my favorite. That's Hollywood fair, loves fair. biopics of old white men. 
That is what it is. That, that's fair. Um, We're getting deep with it. I, I think Killian Murphy's a lock for best actor. Yeah. I think he killed it. Downey Jr.'s a lock for best supporting. He killed it. Uh, I think Emily Blunt gets nominated for best supporting. Um, I think the, the I walked out of that movie and I said the the pure lock of that movie is like sound mixing, yeah, sound or editing, mixing, cinematography. Amazing. Yes, I think all of the, I think it's going to sweep all the technical ones. Yeah, yeah. It was Barbie. A, it was a brilliant movie. Barbie, I think, gets nominated for picture. I think Greta Gerwig's nominated for director. I think I hope she is. Margot gets nominated for best actress. I think if. Gosling goes best supporting actor. He's nominated, um, but I don't think he beats Downey. I think he was the MVP of that movie. Oh yeah, movie. yeah. No, so no funny, doubt. so it good. was set up for him to be too. Yeah. Um, and then maybe that wins like best original screenplay or something like that. Yeah, um, but I yeah, actually I, did see something in like a writers community that I follow that I, I think I saw something that it might be it might have to be under the adapted uh, because it's, it's IP. IP. Well, I find way. that so weird, though, because it's such a unique movie. It's not based on it. Yeah. I don't know. Weird, but Fair. that's a different argument for another day. But. Yeah. Uh, so I, I definitely think Barbie's going to get a lot of nominations, nice. too. I hope it does. I really hope it does. I would think off top that it would be more of a Golden Globe movie. Yeah, it'll, yeah, it'll, 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 it'll win, like, best comedy, I yeah. bet, at yeah. the Golden Globes. Um, but I hope it does crack the Oscars. Like I think that would be really good I for think the Oscars. I've seen it in years past where they do at least nominate the big box office. So last year we got a lot of Top Gun. Right. Um, we've seen Black Panther be nominated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so they're starting to at least nominate yeah. the the big box office successes. So um, and if you think of it from a pure Oscars standpoint, don't you want all of these Barbie fans? to tune in to the Oscars and see if they win. It's true. Like We're going to have a pink Oscars, baby. Yeah. Let's get it. Um, I also think if you're the Oscars, wouldn't you call and see if you can get Margot and Gosling to host it? <laughs> that'd be sick. That would be that would be good. That would be good. What do they normally do? They switch it up, or they normally do the default like uh, affiliated late Typically. show hosts. Is that what they Typically do? They do. Um, yeah. Every now and then. Actually, no, was it last year that they didn't have a host or something? Yeah. Yeah, that was weird. Um, no, last year they did like three hosts. Okay. Was it, it was, the year before uh, that yeah, they didn't they do a did, host? Uh, oh, the, Amy the, Schumer, who was right. supposed to be in Barbie originally. Yep. Interesting. Um, was it Regina King? Yes. And then there's yeah, one other one. I can't remember one. the third one. Was it uh, Maya Rudolph? Was she one? No. No? I don't know. I'd have to, We'd have to go back in the archives. But uh, but yeah, fair enough. Okay, now let's move on to a little. Um, I, let's like compare them vi- and kind of say which one we like more. I feel like it's so hard to compare just because yeah, they're opposite two movies. opposite types of movies. One is doom and gloom and really intense and anxiety inducing, just because of the source material about it being a nuke. And the other one is such a unique, fun, emotional, lighthearted movie with a with a great message. Um, I find it hard to compare. I, I think, I think in the grand scope of like cinema and like Oscar-y type shit, I think Oppenheimer is the more important movie, but, um, I think Barbie will probably have a bigger cultural impact. 100%. I think the, like I walked out of the movie, I was like, 
the little girls watching this movie, that is like a great message for oh, them yeah. to see. And even beyond that, well, like, even like men, dads? men too, yeah. men too, with the whole Ken and him um, trying to find his love for Barbie and realizing that she doesn't quite love him like that. Like that's a big message for the guys watching the movie. It, it was a movie for everyone. I think that maybe has the legs in the cultural imprint uh, argument, but um, I think in cinema, I feel like Os- the Oppenheimer may get the the tick. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Right I mean, only one of these is going to have multiple movies made. They're not remaking an Oppenheimer. <laughs> right? They're going to make a lot more. Yeah, yeah, Hopefully, that doesn't fucking happen. Yeah, they're gonna I make, pray it doesn't happen. They're going to make a lot more Barbie movies, so it's definitely going to have longer legs. Um, from a cultural standpoint and just again it's hard to compare but barbie's a much more enjoyable yeah rewatchable experience movie. right yeah everything right. i mean it was amazing just to see everybody was decked out in pink when i went on sunday right um and just to see like all the different age groups the laughs um so it's tough i like i don't I don't even know how you compare these two movies it's so like, hard it's so to hard say which one i like more right, right. um it's going to make the top 10 list really it, interesting. It is. It, it really day. is. It's going to be fun. Um, I'm looking forward to December when we do that. But uh, yeah, I, for about Oppenheimer, because I feel like we're cu- talking a little bit more about Barbie. I just feel like there were so many big name, recognizable people in that movie that I forgot were in the movie. Same. Rami Malek, uh, Casey yeah. Affleck. A Best Actor winner had three lines in the whole movie like Remy Malek oh yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. he just was not in it he just right. holds a clipboard for at like first at scenes. first I didn't think we were going to bring him back because yeah. he was holding the clipboard yeah. and they show him for like two seconds yeah. and then he comes back and has the little uh test of yeah, like, you know at the, the end moment at the end but uh, I will say about Oppenheimer the third act does lag a little bit yeah um once they kind of get away like at the end of the second act is the the test and they blows up and everything right. kind of works and then the rest is like the resolution yeah. that doesn't yeah it doesn't drag on but it kind of drags yeah on a little. it's just it's such a high like if they would have ended it at the second right. act it would have been like holy fuck, oh i that know was incredible it would be insane um but i also think like good on nolan like what do you think he he, he didn't want to just be like yep okay that's the story like he wanted to tell the full story and so mm-hmm. to drag it out a little bit i enjoyed it I'm not saying it was bad, um, but I could see like if you're gonna kind of say, poke you know, at what, least yeah, a hole poke in it. a hole in it. It is there's a little bit of a third act problem. Sure. Um, what do you think of the decision to not show the actual nuke? Like we see the test, and I think it's probably because the mo- where it's told through Chris or um, Oppenheimer's. Oppenheimer's perspective. Um, and speaking on that as a side note, I think we walk, I walked out and I asked you like the, the color versus the black and white, at least what I pulled from it was the color was Oppenheimer's perspective. Mm-hmm. And cause I think I read something like Nolan wrote this movie in first person, which is interesting, but, uh, I think the black and white was everything told not f- like more factual. Yeah. Um, uh, so that's interesting. And now I forgot my my original question, but um, do you know where I was going with that? I'm sorry. Didn't you ask me? Off I the think rails. feel like you asked me a question. I didn't know. You? God damn, I'm sorry. I'm forgetting here. I'm getting old, man. Um, <laughs> hmm. you, 
It'll come back to you, me. You went black and white. <laughs> no, I know. I, I oh, pivoted. about if they wh- why they didn't show the actual box. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I think, from one, there's a cultural sensitivity to it. That's fair. If I had to say. Um, two, it was... Oppenheimer didn't really have anything to do with the right. actual like bomb dropping. Yeah, uh, I actually thought it was really interesting how they showed like how he finds out is just on the radio. Right, um, right. And so, I kind of tend to agree that we didn't really need to see. Yeah, we know we can go back and see historic. Yeah, one hundred percent. I'm not saying I wanted were. to see it. I just found it kind of because that's what going into the movie i was thinking like would be the the big climax of the movie yeah. but yet it was kind of maybe the midpoint maybe a little beyond the midpoint but um but yeah i found that interesting um i don't know i i thought oppenheimer did a great job of showing both sides of oppenheimer like they didn't paint him as this like this perfect hero yeah it's um, the they, tortured artist type it, thing yeah yeah and even so, like, like, what I the theme that I pulled away from this is like great power with great power comes great responsibility. Like, this is a brilliant man. He's making this, uh, this thing that's gonna change the world. And even Matt Damon had a, a line in the movie that this is the most important fucking time in the world or whatever. And it kind of is. Like, we always have this thing hanging over us. Like, this might happen. This fucking nuke. And and I think he they did a good job of showing how Oppenheimer, you know, struggled with that in in, in his head. You know what I mean? Yeah. At the end, I thought they that that was really cool how they drowned out the the noise, and uh, especially during the speech after uh, they did drop it mm-hmm. and they're showing it, they're uh, chanting and clapping, and I don't know, I I felt the tension like that was the anxiety for me that that was good. For the, for the movie. Yeah, 100%. I'm just walking in circles talking. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. I'm amped up about the Barbenheimer it, it, No, it was great. It's, to me, more than anything about Oppenheimer, it was the cast was just incredible. Like, there wasn't a bad performance, I don't think, um, throughout Florence, that movie. Florence Pugh, baby. Florence Pugh. We do Leo have to, DiCaprio we, we do biting have, his fist give, baby. We do have to share that we sat next to a seven-year-old oh my boy. God. And that his parents were covering his eyes when yes. Florence Pugh was butt naked riding. So fucking weird. Like, why would you bring your son to a radar a, movie? Yeah, I get just, it, but he's... he's he it's a radar like, movie about building a freaking atomic right. bomb. What the <laughs> hell it's is... It's like, and, and beyond that, it's a movie that, like headfirst dives into like the physics jargon yeah and there's no way he like absorbed that you yeah. know what i mean but then that kid is gonna have some traumas later in life man like yeah, well, well oppenheimer is <laughs> gonna be his favorite movie forever yeah, <laughs> when he learned about touché. women hilarious yeah but, uh, so that was that was definitely entertaining yeah. um yeah no florence Pugh was she came in just throwing 100 she was phenomenal right uh, uh damon was another one that i feel like we haven't talked enough about for yeah. him to like take on a supporting role, it was a big role for sure. But to come in and like actually like do that for someone of his stature is pretty crazy. It's crazy the names they built around Killian Murphy, yeah. who's not a household name. Right. Um, and Killian Murphy was incredible. Right. Uh, I also just have to shout out uh, Gary Oldman as Harry Truman. Right. That scene is incredible. I forgot about that. Yeah. Waves the tissue and calls him a crybaby, and apparently that's like pretty factual. Really. Um, so that was incredible too, but yeah, no, it, it was just, 
Let me ask you this. How many yeah. times in your life do you think you'll watch Oppenheimer? Hmm. I don't foresee myself going back to it a lot. I would watch it like on like uh like a streaming when it comes out, yeah. you know. I feel like maybe a couple more times. I'm not going to keep going back to yeah, it. Yeah, it's a lot. Right. I also just think Nolan loves like I think for a lot of Nolan movies it's kind of the you know, the great power comes great responsibility, but also just like the tortured hero. Like mm-hmm. even if you think back to the Dark Knight, yeah. like a lot of it is like it's like a reoccurring you have to theme make for him. Bad decisions, you know, for the greater good, mm-hmm. and it, that weighs on people. Um, and so it's just it's interesting to see some of like the thematics that he implements in all of his movies. Um, I think he's. I mean, Christopher Nolan is brilliant. Yeah, I I, I love that. I love seeing both sides. Um, that appeals to me on different levels, but. Um, yeah, I I really really enjoyed Oppenheimer. I think it might be like a like I'm at the point where I don't get a lot of Blu-rays. Like my collection is very thin, but this might be one to get just because it's I think an important movie and um just having it and seeing it on like a 4K like it would be cool. Yeah. I think. Yeah, so. we should say we also saw it in IMAX. Yes. Um, which definitely highly recommend, recommend seeing those type of movies in IMAX. It was insane. Yeah. Um yeah, it makes me want to go yeah. see big movies, period, in yeah. IMAX. The last thing forward. we didn't really touch on that I want to um, is the score of it. Yeah. The score does such a great job of just building and heightening the anxiety throughout the movie. Yes. Um, and it's like just it's it's sliced in so perfectly mm-hmm. um, that it's like it's basically like it's like a, a huge element of the movie, which is funny because I don't really think of when you think of Nolan movies, I don't really think of great scores like, yeah i mean the dark knight has the theme yeah um yeah Tenet, I, cor- I don't really remember yeah a great score you didn't like Tenet, I did. yeah to correct me if i'm wrong the score was it ludwig uh i don't know how to say his last name uh, i, I feel like look. it might be because i think he uses Hans zimmer a lot um uh, christopher yeah. nolan but i want to say i think i remember seeing that ludwig and he's blown up as a composer musician um he's great so it's cool yeah, to see. Ludwig grown up. Okay. Yeah, he did like Mandalorian. He did, I think, a lot of Black Panther. Like he, he's really he did Tenet. Did he do Tenet too? Okay. He's blown up as a composer musician. Um. So yeah, he killed it on the score with this one. Yeah. That might be a incredible. lock for Oscar too. Oh, I would assume so. Right. Um. Yeah. Just a great day at the movies. I had a blast. So um. They what need. Was, they need more like that. What was your favorite like joke from Barbie? Joke from Barbie. Oh. <laughs> the one that probably got me the biggest laugh um i don't know if it's my favorite but when they go to the real world and barbie barbie says i don't have a vagina he doesn't have a penis <laughs> that that was hilarious like, i have my parts <laughs> and uh another real funny one was when um ken was trying to get his job or trying to get something and he and they're saying well you need a, a degree and he goes but i'm a man <laughs> that that was pretty funny just a ton of the the big um uh my name's ken just like the yeah. song hilarious i i've listened to that song multiple times yeah. after that movie it's great it's hilarious so i think like the best subtle joke subtle joke to me was the Zack snyder 
cut. Yeah, okay. That shit yeah. was hilarious. Also, speaking of a subtle one, the, the Godfather yeah, thing. Yeah, the Godfather <laughs> was good. We want to watch and have the man explain it to us. Yes. <laughs> the the whole push me around uh push you around scene when they're all playing the guitar yeah it's just so fucking funny it's it's a hilarious it movie is. it and really then is the other one was just seeing them act like they're riding on the horse <laughs> yeah like when they're walking right it just kills me yeah it was so time. it was so good the other um, one was i uh, i'm it's just beach <laughs> <laughs> right 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 yeah, yeah so funny was, uh not really a kids movie like it, yeah, it appeals yeah. to the kids, but like there is adult humor throughout yeah. this. It's probably one of those where the adult humor goes over the heads right. a little bit of the kids, right. so it's okay. Yeah, but yeah, no, it it was it's so freaking funny. Yeah, uh, it really is. What do you think of like? Because they takes a lot, they take a lot of shots at Mattel and like the boss Mattel. See, I, what do you think of that? Because we say, we talked about that going into the yeah. movie, but they I definitely will, did. Yeah, I will say props to Mattel, right? Because most IP groups are so fucking sensitive like yeah. imagine if you wanted to make a movie i don't know about something disney related like yeah the grips they would have on that right. and what they would allow you to do and say that's why i'm nervous for fucking deadpool because yeah. you know he's gonna you know they want to try something like that yeah but theirs will be like a joke or two yeah and they'll be fine this one they hit like pretty heavy over the head <laughs> it was a storyline yeah <laughs> you know uh and so i i do give mattel credit for that yeah because uh, without some of that stuff, I don't think Barbie works quite as well. Right. Um, so they do get they they do get a lot of street cred for me um, for yeah. allowing. Uh, I think it's Noah Baumbach and Greta to yeah. to write those jokes. Yeah, one hundred percent. Just uh, the whole the whole thing. Barbenheimer, just uh, a fun moment Absolutely. in cinema that we were a part of. I, I was glad to be there. So. It's also interesting. There's this will. I can't say ever. It will be extremely hard to replicate this. I think, right. I think big studios are going to take the wrong message from this and, like, not conspire, but try to figure out ways where they can pit their movie opposite other big movies to yep. see if they can build this. Go see two in one day, everybody back in the movie theaters. Right. Um, and I think if they do that, they're missing the point. Mm. The point is make fucking good movies. True. And then also learn how to fucking market good movies yeah. because Barbie. Oh my God. The, the greatest the marketing thing Barbie team is did probably is the, the marketing. <laughs> yes. Right. Like Gosling's great. Uh, Margot Robbie credit to her. She's like seen this through from the very beginning. Greta Gerwig did impre- uh, was impressive, but the marketing campaign that Barbie did, like everyone should take note. And it's hard because not everybody can market Barbie in their movies. Yeah. Um, but they, they do deserve just a ton of credit for, right. for how they, uh, got people to get to the theaters. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. What was I going to ask? I don't know. What other movies are you uh, anticipating in twenty twenty three? I have a little bit of a list. Uh, number one is Killers of the Flower Moon. Um, very very excited because it's one. It's a Scorsese movie, and that's my guy. Two. It's De Niro and DiCaprio. I don't think we've seen that. Have they had a movie together. I don't know if they have. And if they have, it was a long time ago. I was thinking Departed, but... Yeah, no. De Niro's not Um, in that. Yeah, so that will be cool. I'm just excited to see De Niro not be a weird old grandpa. Yeah, he'll be a bad guy. The fact that it's a true story that really is kind of 
flown under the radar that I don't know a lot about. Um, I just, I'm really excited for that movie. I'm excited. I know you weren't the biggest fan of Dune, uh, the first one, yeah. Dune part two, really excited for it. The trailer looked absolutely incredible. Um, Napoleon for Napoleon me. looks, looks good. Awesome. Napoleon looks good. The theme here. What is the fucking theme here? Not movies based on IP. Let's give more original movies, baby. Come on. Well, sort of. Think about all of those movies. Yeah, because I guess Dune, Dune is Sorry. IP. Sorry. And Sorry. then Napoleon and Killers of the Flower Moon are just adaptations. Yeah, they're biopics essentially. Yeah. I just don't give me cookie cutter movies. That's really what I want. <laughs> uh, yeah, but really looking forward to the rest of the movie slate. Um, our next discussion, we'll talk a little bit more about Dune Two and and what's going on. But, um, but I yeah. will say I am excited for Dune Two. Yeah, just because Zendaya is actually gonna actually be in the fucking movie. Yeah. If she's not, I fucking riot. <laughs> That's what pissed Brandon off the first time. It was. You want to talk about good marketing versus bad marketing? horrible marketing for doom part one they showed all of zendaya scenes that, that's, the only reason why i went to that's the what damn they, movie. that's what they put in the that's what puts puts asses in the seats is yeah zendaya. it did and then they they pulled you from your heartstrings yeah <laughs> bullshit yeah i think she will play a bigger role in the second uh, one. speaking of uh the, the what are your thoughts on i have to ask you about two movies okay first yeah. one is willy wonka i thought the trailer looked, like i i know going in it's going to be a kid kind of weird movie I thought it kind of looked fun. I know you said that it hasn't. It's got shit reviews. Yeah, the fact that it's going to be a musical, they don't really show that in the trailer. I don't necessarily love that, but yeah, it's an absolute no for me. It's <laughs> um, okay. The second one is Hunger Games. Okay, here's I don't. I'm exposing uh, never myself. Seen the I've Games. never seen Hunger Games. Jesus I think I've Christ. seen like parts of okay. some of them, like on TV, but I've never sat down and watched all of them. Okay. I feel like I would like it though. Like I'm not yeah, like anti Hunger Games. Like, are you excited for that movie then? That's a, is that a prequel tell. though? It's a prequel. Okay. I can't tell if I like it or not. It's got the Peter Dinklage, which is interesting. Uh, Doesn't it have? Uh, is it Rachel Ziegler, yeah. the girl from uh, West Side Story? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. It looks interesting. I can't tell if I'm in or not yet. Okay. Okay. Yeah, a lot, lot of good movies coming out. There, ha it, it hasn't been, up until Barbenheimer for me, it hasn't been like a huge year at the movies, but there are some big ones that I'm really looking forward to moving yeah. forward. So, All right, let's, uh, let's move it to uh, the writer's actor strike. Um, this is a big deal in Hollywood, and um, I, have, I definitely have a lot of uh, takes on this, but uh, do you want to start with your stance on the whole ordeal? Um, so I, I guess I have, yeah, you go first. I have one big thing that I want to address here. That's I've, a great opportunity for your guy. <laughs> I guess there is <laughs> no, um, I've heard from multiple people who just are casual movie fans and kind of may not get this whole thing, but the words that came out of the mouth, I've heard it multiple times is millionaires complaining that they want more millions and going on strike. And to me, I just like shook my head at that. Like I didn't get into it with them, but it's like, it's a bad take. They, it is just a terrible take. It, it, the, the reason the big actors are going on strike is to help the little guy like me who would break in and be fucking scraping at the bottom for minimum jobs. That, that is what these people are striking for. It's not 
the big name actors who have some skin in the game. It's about or writers, the, it, or yeah, writers, actors, everything. It is about the little guy who is just starting and doesn't have a big say and is getting that minimum shit can and that that's what this whole strike is about. So the fact that I hear people say millionaires just striking to try and get more money, I'm like, bro, like Yeah, it's not fucking really about, like get a grip here. It's not about that. And also then you're just defending the billionaires that are the the studios. So Yeah. Cool. Uh, awesome take. Right. Um, yeah, that kind of pissed me off when I heard that. Yeah, that's so. a, it's just objectively a terrible take. Yeah. Um, to me, it comes down to why I decide I will usually always side with the striking uh, workforce. Um, but the first one is the studios don't want to do have any language around AI. They want to be able to use AI as much as they want, which yeah. is just ass backwards and is... Obviously, Scary. if you're a human being, you don't want AI right. taking me being, your me, job. Me being a writer and, and trying to break into this industry, um, that is like the biggest scary thing for me um, is the AI part. Yeah. I mean, why wouldn't you want to be pro-human? I get from a money-fucking aspect as a studio head, it's cheaper and easier to have AI write your goddamn movies, but they're going to be shit and... I, I just hope yeah. we don't land on something where we're going to allow AI to write our movies and then we're going to have the real writers come in, clean it up. I, I just, yeah, it's, it's just too bad. take, take it out. Like yeah. let's be a pro human here. Yeah. You know what I mean? My other, the other two points that I think are big sticking points here is there's also um, like basically endless rights. So yeah. the, the studios want that. Like if you're a background performer, right. They can basically film you for a day and then just use that and yeah, perpetuity. Yes, I, I can't say it right. Yeah. Um, so that they could use your likeness as long as they and want and not pay you yeah. for it, and that's or get backwards. very little residuals. Yeah, like is what I heard. Yeah, that's and fucking then, scary yeah, and insane. It's ridiculous. Yes, uh, and also as a moviegoer, you should want to not see the same fucking person in the background of every single movie. Yeah. That's weird. Um, and then the third one is just like the streaming companies don't share any fucking data and they're True. really hell bent on protecting that data. But then as an actor or as a writer, you have no idea, like truthfully how your stuff's performing. Um, and you're, and if you write a hit show, you're not getting any incentives for that. Right. Um, so another, I, those are the big three things yeah. that I, I don't think, they're a little nuanced and I don't think people fully understand. They think it's just about money. None of those three things are really about money. Right. Right. Um, touching a little bit on the streaming platforms, hiding the numbers, basically. Um, I think I read somewhere that Peacock is like losing a billion, like $3 billion or something. And I, I found that really interesting because they are, they are a platform that I think is trending upwards in terms of like, usability and like like having good content on the platform because they are one who has adopted like they're putting the movies in theaters really early on the platform but i feel like that sucks to see like it sucks that they're doing that and then i see the next day that they're losing all this money 
so I wish there was a middle ground and a way for them to work that because I, I saw like Super Mario Brothers is coming soon. Like I didn't watch that in theaters. I, I kind of want to see it. Yeah. I'll watch it on Peacock. But the fact that they're losing $3 billion, I foresee that not happening in the near future if that's the case. Yeah. So I've never logged into Peacock. Really? Yeah. But same thing with like Netflix. I think yeah. the the real the real reason they're having that conversation is because Netflix has. I, I remember when it was a big deal a couple of years ago when they came out with that big trailer about how they're going to have a movie a week. Yeah, you, you know what I mean. And there's no way all of these big budgeted blockbustery Netflix movies are making money. You know, I I, I just they they hide their numbers and they. I don't know. I don't know. But so there needs to be some language about that for sure. Yep. Yep. Um, let's see. Let's keep it going with the writer strike. Um, wh- do you have? I know you kind of listen to more like industry. I listen to like screenwriting, directing type podcasts, but you listen to more like the businessy side, which I I need to probably do too. But um, where do the directors fit in all this? Because to my understanding, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't want to say they're like they're scabbing, but like the directors guild has and they have not got involved with this strike. So are they kind of playing? Are they on the fence here with it? Is that no, the take I think you're getting. Or? I think um, I think their deals up next year. Oh, OK. And so I think. Um, got it. Do you think it's going to last that long? Like, does it have the potential to go? To I don't that? think it'll go that, Man, that far. That would suck. I think I think by uh, by fall, we'll have some resolutions. Um, the directors though, you also have to, the directors are a lot different from the sense that they're actually spending a lot of time with the studios. Um, like they're kind of the middleman here. And so they probably, they have a very fine line to walk. Um, cause you don't want to piss off the studios cause then they won't hire you. Um, uh, but then you also don't want to piss off all the writers and the actors cause then they won't work with you. Right. Um, so they, they have to be a little bit probably more careful um, with what they do, I think if it if it prolongs to let's say the winter or something, I wouldn't be shocked to see the directors um, kind of join up with the writers and the, yeah. the the actors, yeah, and go on strike. But this is another conversation that doesn't really have anything to do with the strike. But um, I find it interesting to hear like like the directors are kind of the middleman because when we're talking movies, yes, they're the big they're the boss. And it's inter- it's an interesting conversation, at least for me being a writer. Um, showrunners who are mainly writers mm-hmm. are the ones who are the boss of TV. And listening to the podcasts I listen to, which are mainly writers and, and things of that nature, it feels more, I don't want to say friendly, but, but it feels like a better experience on the TV side than sure. the than the movie side and maybe that's because the studios are really g- getting their fingers in the the movies rather than they give it a little more leeway with the TV I don't know I'm not in it like that but um I don't know I just find that interesting that I wonder if there's a shift to maybe the writers getting a little more pull on the movie side I wonder what that would look like yeah it's a different conversation it is i also just think from a director side it's probably i would assume it's probably the smallest of the like the unions yeah just because there's not as many directors as there are right uh writers and actors and so they're probably 
what's concerning writers and actors is probably not the same um you know lanes for directors yeah that's that's a that's a good take um I also saw something that I don't know if you saw the trailer. It, it, it looks like a weird movie, but I'll probably go see it eventually. Um, movies like Challengers with Zendaya. They uh, not into threesomes. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what'd you say? <laughs> you said you're not into threesomes. Oh, sure. Whatever. <laughs> um, that, that movie got pulled from its film fest debut. I can't remember which like Venice or something. And uh, I think it's being pushed to 2024. I have heard rumors that like Dune Part Two, which is set to to uh, come into theaters on in November, are contemplating pushing to 2024 because of the strike. I think the reasoning behind that is with the the actors, a part of the strike means that they can't promote the movie. Yeah. So therefore, they're the those movies that are kind of in limbo that are dropping this year will not get the promo that they want. So I get it. I just, damn, that sucks. Yeah, I'm, I mean, but I think that's a leverage point for yeah. the actors. No, and the absolutely. Writer, especially the actors, because a movie like Challengers doesn't work if Zendaya's not out there oh, pumping it. No, no. Like if they just try to drop that without her doing all the press. Dune, I think, is big enough, um, and the trailers look awesome. The first one was really successful. I think they could still drop that, and they would be fine without um having you know timothy and zendaya and everybody out there pushing it do but you it think they still hurt it yeah for sure do you think do you do you foresee i guess how long does the strike have to keep going like i, do I you, mean realistically you, they're not gonna go out and pump it until until September they know it's gonna happen so I think they have till then to get it settled i yeah. i think it'll be so i don't foresee dune being moved from their date okay well, I, I hope you're right. Same thing with like Killers of the Flower Moon. I, that, I, that's supposed to come out in October. I haven't heard that one. I've heard more Dune might get pushed. I haven't heard Killers, but yeah, Killers. Scorsese doesn't really do huge press for Leo. Doesn't really go out and press his movies very like yeah. That they're such big names that they can. They could honestly do like a, a surprise, surprise album drop. drop. Yeah, and just be like, Bro, hey, guess I've what? I've always thought about that. Like, what does that look like for movies? Like, yeah. that'd be so cool, I feel like. It would be. It'd be so sick. Just like on a Monday, drop at like one <laughs> preview. Like, hey, right. Friday. Friday. That'd be fucking sick. That'd, yeah, that'd be, be crazy. Cool. Um, yeah. All right. Um, the other, my, my last question on the strike is uh, if it continues for a while, let's say into the fall or, or winter, Will we? Will there be a time where we find ourselves like in a show hole, in a movie hole, where we find ourselves like not having a lot of shit to go see? Um, and I guess it. Let's say worst case scenario, it goes even further than that. Do you think there's going to be a time when they keep a lot of stuff keeps getting pushed back? I think Deadpool three got delayed. Yeah, all these movies are getting delayed. Yeah, um, next year is going to be interesting for yeah, sure from yeah. a movie. Movie standpoint, it'll be heard a lot more. Um, from a show standpoint, like Netflix can still drop new shows all the fucking time because they can go do all the foreign stuff. Yeah, um, that's a good point. So I didn't think about that. Yeah, streamers like Netflix love this because they can still put out um, content. Squid Game Part 2. Yeah, and they get all of the money off of these, off the books, basically, for months. So. Yeah, um, from a financial standpoint, uh, Netflix is in really good shape here, um, but eventually it's going to start to squeeze. Um, yeah, content. It's going to squeeze financials. So 
they're, they're going to have to come to an agreement sooner rather than later. Let's uh, let's get let's get a human friendly uh, deal here and let's get it popping. Yeah, let's, let's do it. I, I'm with that. Um, anything else in the strike? No. All right. Uh, let's move to some Emmy nominations. Um, I I didn't include a lot of these just because we would be here all day if yeah. I did. So I kind of made it just the top three. Um, I'll list them off here. We can talk about our predictions and whatnot. Um, but for drama series, best drama series, this one is stacked. It's yeah, insane. It um, Andor, Better Call Saul, The Crown, House of the Dragon, The Last of Us, Succession, The White Lotus, and Yellow Jackets. What a list. Yeah, that's nuts. What a list. Absolutely nuts. I will say I'm a little surprised House of the Dragon got nominated. Really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, a little surprise. If we take Succession out, what would you have as the winner? Oh, man. It's it's hard. I want to say Andor, honestly, but... It'd be between Andor and White Lotus for me. Really? Okay. I haven't seen Yellow Jackets. Yeah, or Yellow Jackets... The Crown. I, I like Yellow Jackets. It's Last interesting, of Us but was really fucking Last good, Last of Us too. is good. Yeah, it might be Last of Us for me. I don't know. House of Dragon's great. I don't know. They're all I, fucking good. I like House of Dragon. You know, Some of the time loop stuff kind of threw Yeah, me. okay. Okay. I mean, Succession, by far, is yeah, going to win. Lock. It's yeah, going to win. It's a lock. But Andor, I think, was really... It hit home for me, and the fact that it's just a Star Wars movie. I think the combination sure. of that, awesome. Um, I think number three, pro- I would say White or uh, Last of Us is what I would say. Okay. Yeah, now that I think about it, it'd probably be Last of Us. Yeah, because that that episode three, man, oh, that's yeah. gonna yeah, so fucking good, so fucking good. Um, okay, comedy series. This is an, they're all packed. Uh, honestly, Abbott Elementary, Barry, The Bear, Jury Duty. The Marvelous Mrs. Mazel, Only Murders in the Building, Ted Lasso, and Wednesday. Um, I personally think The Bear should win. I fucking love The Bear. It's amazing. Um, Abbott Elementary, though, is awesome. I could see that winning. Uh, I didn't think, out of all the three seasons of Ted Lasso, I thought the third was probably the worst. That's not to say it wasn't great because I loved it. It was a warm hug. It did what it should. Actually, I'm surprised that Shrinking didn't get nominated, or maybe that would be the next year. I don't. I don't don't know know. how that goes, but um, yeah, the 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 bear is awesome. Although I haven't seen Jury Duty, I've heard heard it's really good good too. The bear is definitely the front runner here. Surprised that Barry is still considered a comedy. Oh, really? The bear too. Like the bear isn't that funny. Like it's. It's, it's season it's two a, wasn't as funny as season yeah, one. There are there are like some funny moments. I think it's more the fact that it's a thirty minute show. Yeah. Like that's yeah. what it is. But um so such a great movie or show, excuse me. Anxiety inducing to the max, man. That Christmas episode. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. One of the best shows on television. Like, yes. Best episodes. I have it on here if you want to kind of break it down further, but yeah, love that show. Yeah. Um so that's that that's what you would think would win out of that. Yeah, I, I think so. Cool. All right, and then uh, limited series, we have Beef. We have Dahmer Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story. What a title. Uh, Daisy Jones in the Six. Uh, Fleshman, Fleshman is in trouble, and Obi-Wan Kenobi. Really surprised that Obi-Wan got some love. Uh, Uh, Truthfully, I've only ever seen Obi-Wan Kenobi, I think. Really? I haven't seen any of the others. I think the Fleshman, Fleshman, whatever, I think that has... um, uh, is it Jesse Eisenberg or the dude who plays uh, oh, social? Yeah, Social Network. Jesse I think Eisenberg that was that movie or show. I keep saying movie on uh, 
It's an FX show that streams on Hulu. Okay. I think that's one. I've heard Beef I, is really I will good. say, I if I had to choose, I would probably say Beef here. Really fucking good show. You yeah. should watch it. It, it. It's really good. Yeah, I've heard good things. Yeah. So that would be my prediction for this one. Um, the fanboy in me says Obi-Wan Kenobi, but it just... Yeah, probably it, not. It's fine. It, it was cool. It wasn't anything that moved the dial, in my opinion. But. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna give this one to to beef, but uh, yeah, anything else? I would say Dahmer's uh, uh, a live underdog, uh, just yeah, because no, it, it was such a, a huge phenomenon. show for sure, for sure. Um, and I didn't put any of the actor actresses on, stuff on here because we'd be they they yeah. have like do they keep like doing new categories like they have now. I did not remember this being a thing, but they have like guest actor in a in a yeah, in a show yeah, now, yeah. and I'm like, God yeah, damn, they're making every little category now. But yeah. I don't know. Okay, uh, let's keep it moving here. Uh, we talked about we brought up Secret Invasion. Now let's actually break it down and talk about the MCU a little bit. Uh, so Secret Invasion just finished on Disney Plus this past week. Um, what were your thoughts on the latest MCU show? mcu tv show i think both of us kind of said that it was uh, a little disappointing would you agree oh yeah absolutely and you're talking to someone that's been hyped for secret invasion for a really long time yeah um going all the way back to the marvels i talked about or uh uh miss marvel what, what yeah what's the brie larson captain marvel captain marvel uh, sorry going back to that i brought up secret invasion right um and so like I, it could be a really freaking awesome storyline to me it all stems from this the very beginning we see uh fury come down and then the very end we see him leave so we're like what what happens in between that takes the mcu forward right like we we ended exactly where we started right. off. They had the opportunity to move right. it forward, but they chose not to move it forward. And I think our biggest beefs with all of the Marvel shows outside of She Hulk has just been they're too damn short. Yeah. Six episodes is not enough to lay a groundwork. If you want to say you can do um uh origin stories in six episodes, I can understand that. Like mm-hmm. uh Miss Marvel. Yeah. You know, that's an appropriate link for for that type of character. Right. But if you want to go with like nuanced storylines that you're trying to push something forward, like, um, secret invasion, secret invasion, <laughs> uh, captain America. Yep. Uh, uh Falcon, Falcon the Winter Winter Soldier, Soldier, whatever the hell it is. Those need longer runtime to actually allow plots to develop, to not feel rushed, to lead to a big, bad, punch them, rock them, sock them uh, right. ending yeah. like we got in in this. So I just don't know what they did to move it forward, and then they did that thing where they kill all the good villains. Yep. Awesome. Yep. It's just like, I'm tired on the MCU right I, now. Like, I really I still am. haven't seen Guardians. Yeah. I, I for it to drop because I'm just like, I. it's just. I, I genuinely like have zero urge to go see uh, the, Mar- the, yeah, the Marvels. Marvels it looks terrible. Like. I don't know. Just it, it feels, and may, maybe it's just the times. Like maybe we're getting older, and these movies are genuinely geared towards like more kids and yeah. young adults, and we're just growing out of it. I, maybe that's it. I don't know. But I, just I, think the, I, I think they've gone cookie cutter. They really have. And, and that, that was the thing about new. Marvel. It wasn't 
it didn't used to be. Right. It was also fresh and exciting. There was all these through lines. Now it just feels feels tired. It feels meh. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like uh, I put on here, the overall show has a 56% on Rotten Tomatoes, and the last episode currently has an 8%. Pretty sure that is the worst out of all the Marvel TV shows for a It was a also 30 episode. minutes. Like 38 yeah, I minutes. That. I noticed that too. Yeah. What the hell is the point of that? And this might be a hot take. Um, something about... Samuel Jackson's performance felt a little off to me. Like I don't know if he just wasn't taking it very seriously. No, like, I don't were... think it's a Samuel Jackson uh, problem. It's what was the character supposed to do? He yeah. he starts and ends in the same spot. That's fair. I just think some of his lines in it, like I don't know, like they they I wanted to laugh, but I was like, am I supposed to laugh? Well, <laughs> like, and then there was one uh, uh, that yeah, Rhodes Rody, had. Oh yeah. my god, I was like, yeah. Jesus fuck. Yeah. Uh, what'd you something about yeah, yeah stupid something stupid, I'm like stupid pill for breakfast yeah I was like God yeah, was barf yeah. yeah the the problem with the Samuel Jackson stuff is like the first three episodes it's like oh fury you're old and then like that and then they completely got away from that storyline and like that was it like yeah that there was never built in progression. We never saw Fury get old right. or like have old moments or anything like that. Like right. it was just like they told us, Fury, you've lost a step. You've lost a step. You've yeah. lost a step. But they never showed a, him losing a step. Yeah. I don't know like what Marvel has to do. Like I, I just feel like from a outside looking in from a fan perspective, it feels like Marvel they're they're scared of something that will have some weight in the in the grander scheme like i feel like the this is a spoiler alert but i feel like the fact that Rhodes being a scroll was supposed to be a big fucking deal they keep i keep yeah. seeing things on twitter that there's been evidence since uh civil war, civil war. that he it was a, a scroll whatever cool i don't care i really don't care yeah. in the show that he's a scroll i thought it was more of a jaw dropper that fury's married to a scroll like that was and even that, I was like, cool. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, it just didn't do it for me. Um, I the, the first episode, I was like, okay. I, I feel like I'm in because it felt like there could potentially be some weight to this show, especially with the, the Avengers. Um, isn't the last one Secret Wars or Secret? Yeah. yeah. Which, to me, that lends itself to the scrolls and what yeah. the, the scrolls are trying to do in this show. But... What that like we we end with uh, Amelia Clark, who is kind of a good scroll, sort of, sort of Talos's daughter. Yeah, being the super scroll. Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, how does anybody, how does that move the MCU forward? Well, and how does anybody kill her? Yeah, exactly. She literally has all every, of the powers every of power. every Marvel <laughs> hero we've ever seen. <laughs> exactly, and we just let her be in the universe. And it's funny because I I thought that same thought. And I think it is a it that is a small sample size of what Marvel has going wrong with it overall right now. They're doing things that diminish what could what what could happen in the bigger thing. You you have a, a scroll who can't be beat yeah. essentially, and you have a multiverse, which is kind of what we're in, but not really because we're it has, too damn scared to show exactly. it exactly. Um, and the multiverse lends itself to it doesn't matter who dies and it doesn't matter what happens because anything can be reversed and anything can come back. And it just feels like everything they do, 
who cares because it's okay. multiverse. Here's the biggest problem. This is what I. This is what I. This mean is what you formulated. Yeah. Yes. All of these movies. Outside, so one of the reasons why uh, Infinity War is awesome is our heroes lose. Mm-hmm. In all of these shows, all of these movies, they win and they wipe away everything that happened before. Right. So, <laughs> I mean, Secret Wars. Yeah. We basically rescued all of the people that. Like Rhodey, we're taking uh, Martin Short's character. We rescue them. Yes, we have some scrolls loose, but no one really cares. So what? Where's the secret invasion? Like, exactly. Why? It should have been something happened. Fury kind of loses, and now we still have all of these scrolls out in the open, and we don't know who they are. But they didn't leave it at that. They left it as like. Yeah, we just hate scrolls and we're just going to kill people. Right. That was the lamest ending for the president. I was like, how is the president going to make a speech? Like, yeah. It just was like opposite of what the whole show was. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, or um, in Doctor Strange with the, the the multiverses is open and all this stuff. Well, then he just closes it. Yeah. So I, I mean, same thing with Kang. Yes. I mean, Kang is the big bad movie for it, but the Kang dies yes. in the fucking end. Quit what killing fuck? and like... like Leave it for us to proceed yes. instead of like, okay, we talked about uh, the multiverse for like two movies. We're pretty much good on it. Now. Right. Let's pivot and yeah. wait five movies. Yeah. It's like, like no, if you're going to open it, fucking open it right. and let's explore it. Right. Let's not dabble in it for, a, you know, an Agreed. hour of a movie Agreed. just for us to sew it up and then yeah. we move on to the next. Agreed. And going back to the killing off good villains, I thought Gravik, I, I don't know the actor's name off the top of my He's head. He's in Barbie. He was great in Barbie. Yeah, great great in Barbie. Um, I thought he was, he was pro- awesome. ma- maybe the highlight of that show. Yes. Like, he was good. Why wouldn't you leave him to have something to do with the, the secret yes. wars? Yes. Yes, because ultimately, like, I mean, as comic booky and nerd culture as it is like that is the anxiety that they need to implant in something you know plant the seed yes. for it to be a bigger thing moving forward is like scrolls living here on earth and invading and yes. having the threat of them and not knowing who that they is are cool or that's how cool. we identify yes. them exactly but man i just i don't know i, yeah. I don't know what they're so lost right now it's bad yeah hate to see it yeah and the marvels isn't gonna help yeah i don't i don't know that man a stinker. I yeah, I don't know. I I will say I I think I was I thought the Mrs. Marvel, Ms. Marvel, the moments. show, it was yeah, fine. It she's perfect for that character. Yeah, I think she, she will she will she will kind of be the highlight of that movie, I feel like. Not saying Brie Larson is terrible, but um if I were Kevin Feige, what I would do is stop making fucking movies with our old characters. Start doing longer TV shows that are building out new characters. What so would you see? Want to see like an X Men TV show? No, not like 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 a Miss Mar- like a Miss Marvel. Okay, some of these lower and characters like make them like start to develop the lower characters so that way people have as an we get to Avengers, we can start to see how the pieces fit, and now we can actually put together a squad and go fight big bads. Yeah, and stop killing villains. Let let can we get some villains teamed up? We don't need one big bad. We yeah. can have multiple. Have people fighting multiverse characters while also trying to figure out scrolls while also trying to figure out 
you know, whoever the fucking big bad was in Miss Marvel, the, the you know. Mm-hmm. We don't need to kill everybody. Yeah, it's they need to figure it out. Hire your boy after the strike is over. Let's get it popping. Um, yeah, uh, moving on to a, another superhero movie. James Gunn Superman uh, announced its cast. Um, David Corsenwet, uh will play Superman. I do you know what he's uh, is if he's any in anything else um. of note. It's okay if not. Uh, Rachel Brosnan, who was in uh, Mrs. Mizell, uh, the marvelous Mrs. Mizell. She's actually good. She was in House of Cards. She's going to be Lois Lane. Um, some of these people, honestly, I've never heard of, but Nathan Fillinen will play Guy Gardner's version of Green Lantern. Isabella Merced will play Hot Girl. Edie Gathigi will play Michael Holt's version of Mr. Terrific. And Anthony Kerrigan, the the no noho Hank from Barry, which that will be that's a cool cast. Um, will play Metamorpho, which I think is the villain. I don't know. Here's my hot take with this kind of bullet point is uh it sounds very comic booky, and that that steers me away from this movie a little bit. I, I am, I, am I wrong in I saying that? I don't really care about comic booky, because um, it's a comic book character. I just think with Superman in general, it's kind of back to like the Super Scroll. Yeah. No one can really beat him. Right. No one right. can really touch him unless if you say Martha. <laughs> um, so Martha. Like, yeah. And so, like, I, I just think Superman is kind of a tired character, and I don't know that. It feels like we're rushing back to get a Superman. Like, when was the last good Superman movie? Man of Steel. I mean, Man of Steel was decent. Decent. Yeah. But, like, and Henry Cavill was a great Superman, but, like, yeah. who cares? It's fucking Superman. I know. He's and that's why, I think that's why Batman appeals yeah. way or more Spider-Man. to us. Yeah. Because it feels like it's, it's relatable. Character. Exactly. I don't know. Um, I do like the, Anth- I, I do like Anthony Kerrigan as NoHo Hank, so cool that he's getting a bigger, yeah. more popular role. Um, I don't know. I'm sure I'll go see it. I just it doesn't do anything for yeah. me right now. Superman's just boring to me. Yeah, James Gunn. I I have faith in James Gunn that he can turn things around on the D, the DC side. But give me more dark and gritty and grounded. I just don't foresee that with James Gunn. So yeah. we'll yeah, see. It'll be comedy. Yeah. Okay. One thing I actually am excited to talk about. It's been a little while, so it's not fully timely and relevant. But we have to talk a little bit Succession. Yep. Um, because. It landed the plane. It was amazing. Um, I think maybe we talk the final season, and then we maybe talk in the bigger scope of how how we think this lands on the all-time list. Um, the last season, though, I thought parts of it were the most relevant and eye-opening and crazy moments of TV that I can remember in a long time. I'm specifically thinking of the moment... Uh, the episode, what the election episode, mm-hmm. that I still that like lives rent free in my head. Like yep. it is crazy because it feels so real, and to me, it's like that shit happens. Like I guarantee it. And oh my god, it's just so relevant and so crazy. And that show is so brilliantly written, and I'm just glad to be a part of it. Like I was, a, I was glad to be alive during the live uh, moments when it was happening week to week. I'm just a big succession guy. Uh, was, I'm the eldest boy. <laughs> yeah. I, which he wasn't. Uh, 
I yeah, it's pound for pound might be the greatest final like meaningful season of TV that we've ever seen. Um, even just going back to the fact that they killed the engine of the the whole show. Uh, yeah. Yeah, halfway through the right. final season, which I think lends to the jaw drop. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and like that, the anxiety and the confusing like nature of what was happening, like so brilliant that he's on a plane and that like not all the kids are there. Right, right. Like all of the thing, like just all of the decisions that they made, they yeah. just absolutely crushed it. That um, specifically, I thought they handled grief in the most beautiful, yeah. perfect way. Like awkward, like like everybody, people who are gunning him they're now sad like just but so everybody brilliant. also dealt with it on their own right um, right yeah it was and then i always like when i think of succession from now on i don't know why but i will always go back to one scene and it is the scene where shiv and tom are out on the deck arguing and yelling oh, and he called yeah. like he says, like, you can't be loved. You'd be a bad mother, and I don't want you to have my kids. Yeah. This is before she's told yes. him that he's, yeah. she's pregnant. It might right. have been the greatest three-minute scene of a TV show oh, I've man. ever seen. And it's so just powerful. two people just argue. And so it's powerful. a relatable argument. Like, if you've been in long-term relationships and you just have, like, stupid fights, but that, like, you just you say shit that you can't take back. And it was just... It was so fucking powerful. Yeah. And the fact that they just let them cook for like three or four minutes to yeah. end the TV episode was just incredible. And I, I think, I I like, to me, that is the epitome of this show. Yeah. So they that, that's things. the one that lives rent-free yes. in your brain. They, they, didn't, <laughs> like, they don't rush things. Yeah. They tell their story on their time. Um, the characters, for me, it's the best illustration of developed characters in a TV show. You know every single character. You know their, uh, you you have some idea of their backstory, why they are who they are, um, and it's just a credit to the writers. It's and it's a huge credit to the actors because those actors knew those characters inside and out, mm-hmm. and they were just fucking awesome. Oh man, I I, I want to talk about just because I. I love the storytelling and the arcs and the development of characters and stuff like that. I want to talk a little bit about the arcs of the the three main people who were all seeing this through, Ken, Rome, and Shiv. I thought it was brilliant to to see their arcs um, and their peaks and valleys throughout each season. But uh, we see Ken, who is riding high for a lot of this season, yeah. and at the end we all got the vibe that he was going to kill himself. Like that is a crazy arc we get this. This is what I took from it. Now, maybe this is up for interpretation, I guess. Rome kind of felt like he, he went from the beginning of the show, this goof who didn't, wasn't taken seriously and kind of got pimped a little bit and started to be taken seriously. And then at the end, he realizes that we're all a fucking joke. We don't deserve this. And I feel like that smile at the end. Now, while it was Jerry's drink and it could be more about that, it felt more like to me, like he's kind of at peace with it. So he, he, he finally realizes he went from joke to realizing he's a joke. I, I thought that was an interesting arc. And then I think the Shiv's arc was the representation of the bureaucracy of all of this. Like she wanted it probably as much as Ken and, 
was by far the most and was probably the more of the competent ones yes deserving and yet she has to give in to a a guy uh, and we see that iconic final shot of them the hands yes um and her just like it, it felt like that that moment was her compromising a little bit. Yeah. I just feel like three definite, distinct arcs, beautifully told, character driven drama at the highest level. I can't say enough good things about the show. It was brilliant. It makes me want to be a better storyteller. Um, just beautiful. I also saw something. Uh, I actually think I saw like a TikTok on a bar stool. Uh, post video whatever that um they filmed this on film Mm -hmm. and in that regard it has to that lends itself to more improv improv because you can't cut when you film on film and so that's why we feel the the I, i guess what i'm trying to say is we see the actors and we see their their reactions to the other actors and it feels very real and in the moment i feel like the fact that they filmed it on film is probably a big reason why the show is that way and uh, to my understanding it's very it's much more expensive to shoot on film but i just i'm glad that they made that decision and we got what we got because of that because man just those those actors like half of half of what makes it great is their reactions to the lines and and stuff would you agree with that yeah 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 just uh, great acting great writing even like the side characters just right. come in and just right. are fucking amazing right it's how about alexander skarsgar oh, however you yeah. say his name great in this last last season yes absolutely yeah but even like uh the guy who plays carl that guy was yeah. Like, he was fucking awesome. Yep. And it, it, Jerry was. She might have had the best performance of the like the whole cast that last season. She was thrown a hundred the whole the whole last season. Um, uh, Tom, who's not a side character, yeah, but Tom, was amazing. Greg the egg. I mean, all of Greg them. Greg the they, egg. They were just. It was such. It was just perfection. Exactly. I'm, I'm gonna miss it. I'm gonna miss it. I, honestly, I like, I do kind of hope that in like ten years they do yeah, like a movie. That's what you were saying. Yeah. Yeah. And just come back to the characters and show us where they're at because I would love to see it. Oh man, it would be crazy. It would be crazy. Um, now I, I just want to talk a little bit more about like, and I guess a spoiler alert: if you haven't seen it, you're a little behind. But I guess we do have to say Tom gets it. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. I did not see that coming. Yeah. I was kind of thinking Greg the Egg was gonna get it. Um, that was my kind of prediction, but, um, I don't know, found it interesting. Um, I'm still kind of trying to figure out thematically why they chose Tom and we, we don't have to get into all that, but, um, such a, such a good, such a good season of TV. Yeah. Also that theory that I sent you about Wom's games. Yeah. Yeah. The name. Yeah. And how he's the only <laughs> so guy to crazy. ever turn a triple play right. in major league baseball history unassisted in the world series. Wild. Like, it's just wild. Little things And they posted like it before the, yeah. the yeah. finale. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. That was wild. Um, now let's talk a little bit about like the overall series and where it may fall amongst the greatest shows of all time. So my favorite show of all time is probably never going to change Sopranos. I think it, it for its time was groundbreaking and 
really dove in the mental health stuff and the fact that they lumped it into this mafia mafioso world. Incredible. Well, they also made you love a a horrible human being. Yeah, exactly. Uh, A flawed, very flawed human. Um, That's what really like sprung HBO into what it is today. Just great. Um, I'll say Breaking Bad's probably number two in terms of storytelling and um, from a screenwriting aspect. One of the structurally best shows I've ever seen. He literally breaks bad every episode, and by the end, he when he admits it, that's when he finally falls apart. Absolutely beautiful. Love Breaking Bad. And then, I'll be honest with you, I think I put Succession number three. It might be a hot take. It may be a recency bias, but goddamn, I think it is worthy of being in that conversation. The way they landed the plane... Part like like four for four for all four seasons, I think they were at the highest level um, each time. Each time, I, I just have I don't have any bad things to say about Succession. Do, is that a hot take? Uh, top three? No, I I struggled to find out how. I think Sopranos is one. Two right. is open for debate. But two might be Succession for yeah, you. Yeah, it might yeah. be. It's, yeah, it's and that's fair. Mad, I think that's fair. Mad Men's up there. Um, I've never seen The Wire. I've heard The Wire is yeah, like up there. I started but, it, but I couldn't get into it. Yeah, same. Um, I, not to say I would never go back. But. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Mad Men would be up there for me. Uh, I'm, I've always just loved 24. Um, but that's more of a guilty pleasure type thing. I don't think anybody would agree with me on that. <laughs> um, and then I, I think the other one you kind of have to throw up there is Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um, from a popularity standpoint, well, but not even that, and it's, it's just great, it's unbelievable. Up until TV maybe show. the last, yeah, I mean, couple the episodes. last couple episodes, whatever. But uh, if you take that away, which is why I would probably have Succession above it because they did land the plane, which is the hardest thing to do. Um, yeah, it's it's definitely a top three show. Yeah, I, I don't think there's a debate um, for me. Um, and honestly, I could see I could see it being number one. I'm uh, not ruling it I, out. At no, this point. I I wouldn't either. Like it's so fucking good. I'm just glad to be a part of when we uh, when it when it dropped and witness it. So yeah, it was incredible. Hell yeah, we don't have to go super deep into this one, but I just want to hear your takes about the bear. Um, I just think it's so unique in the fact that it's so season two. It didn't just you know happen. It's been out for a few months, mm-hmm. but. Uh, um, it's a 30 minute show, some less, some more. Very very much not a traditional comedy. Like it's not ha ha hilarious. It's so dramatic. It's so anxiety inducing. It's so human. Like these characters are flawed and fucked up, but yet we love them and it's in this world of chefs and cooking. It's just such a brilliant, unique yeah. show. I just love it. I love it. Yeah, and I thought the most like cool thing they did with season two is season one it's very much about the cast it's about the restaurant um and kind of all of those different pieces and trying to make it all work season two is very much they do every episode is pretty much a deep dive on it it's individual like a breath. character it's a breath until the christmas fucking episode yeah, yeah. and so right. we see all of these different characters and um kind of like their backstory and what's yeah. going on in their life and that they all have real shit that they're trying to um to deal with 
um, which is interesting. You don't see shows do that very often. Usually if something's successful in season one, you just kind of roll it over to mm-hmm. season two. Um, but to do that in a way where it's all leading up towards opening the new restaurant and getting everything ready, I just – it was brilliant. The final episode to have uh, the bear locked in the the oh I the, know uh, cooling the the walk in the walk in fridge yeah, yeah. was unfreaking believable and like just the anxiety oh, he man. had and oh, what man. he's yelling and then like that final sequence of him talking and not realizing that I forget the girl's name yeah. is right outside yeah and like just to see her heart break and right. Like, what the he might fuck not did even, you say to that he girl? He might not even mean it. Yeah. And the uh, cousin, what's his name? Yeah. Cousin. I'm a suit guy now. Yeah. <laughs> he, to me, he's Was kind he of MVP the- MVP of season two? He, yeah. Hell he, yeah. He's kind of the thread that Richie. holds it. Yeah. That holds it all together. He was fucking incredible. I loved, loved when they did the deep dive on, on him. Yeah. And he yeah. goes, and like, he's at like this stuffy restaurant. And even then, he kind of keeps his personality right where like, he's still funny and charming mm-hmm. and- uh, he's still cussing, and yeah. like, people like love him. Like, right. I loved, loved, loved uh, everything that had to do with him. And when they tell him he needs to step up, and then the moment uh, that like made me the most emotional in the whole show is when they're getting ready to open, and uh, what's her name says, "Let it rip." Yeah. Oh, when she said that, I was just like, "Fucking baby!" <laughs> Were you? Oh, Hell yeah. yeah! It was <laughs> That's so awesome. good. That and then That's the. Awesome. The uh, the dessert when they name it what the Michael yeah, or whatever yeah. yeah those two moments were just fucking incredible yeah. awesome it's such a great show it is I will say I am a little worried like what do they do for season three right they have right. a really high bar now yeah um, which is great uh, it means you've done something extremely well mm-hmm. uh, but season three is going to be tough yeah I'm pretty sure it's been renewed for season three we'll see what happens great cameos uh, um, Jamie Lee Curtis Jamie incredible. I don't know what is like what what do you think she has like she has to have a mental illness yeah like Asperger's like, or something something or, yeah. I don't know what it what to pinpoint it but man but yeah. she played it great oh my god she's so fucking like good. is it narcissism scene, or yeah. like no, there's I don't something think so that scene with her in I, I can't remember any of the characters names right now uh but the husband the goofy husband outside of the restaurant on opening night um you know what I'm talking about no, when she won't come in. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yes, yes. Sorry. That scene is so brilliant because yeah. he's so happy. I know. He and just yeah. He, it doesn't that like, broke my you heart. You can tell he comes from like a loving family, right. so like he can't even process why she doesn't want to just come in, and then she still has to ask him for permission to leave, and mm-hmm. like he doesn't know what to do. It was one of the best, like riveting, like yeah. couple minutes of TV I've seen. Yeah. So it, was, um, it was brilliant. John Bernthal as Michael. Yes. Oh my, he's amazing too. Yes. I even love the uh, uh, God. I'm blanking on his name. Dude who plays the rich uncle investor. Um, I think oh, he's fucking yeah. Awesome I don't know his too. name, but he told the Bartman story. That was yeah. really cool. Yes. Yeah. He's so fucking good. Yeah. Just a great cast. Great uh, cameos in that season. Uh, how about Will Poulter? <laughs> yeah, Will <laughs> that, Poulter. That was really, that John was really Maloney. Cool. Yeah, John Maloney. Christmas. John Mulaney. Uh, uh, Bob Odenkirk, Bob Odenkirk. <laughs> who's the, the wife of John Mulaney is uh, oh uh, Sarah Paulson Sarah Paulson yeah, yeah that, the Christmas episode had a lot of cameos that was cool yeah very very cool um, the I Christmas have, season it might be the best episode oh, of TV man. this year oh man insane 
Ty, my my brother Ty, it, that one was like an hour episode yeah. where the others were most mostly a half hour. He told me he's like, man, I had to take a break. I had to cut oh, it into I'm two because sure. it was so anxiety inducing. Yeah, it's heavy. It was crazy. It was crazy. I will say, I have a deep connection with Carmi's storyline and especially where he landed on um at the end of season two with him walking in the cooler because I knew I knew when he um Sid is uh the the yep. character the other character that he's the partners chef. with yeah. yes the sous chef or whatever um I knew when he stood her up to go t- taste test that he was going to have to make a choice whether he's going to do the yeah. relationship or yeah. the restaurant and th- 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 that's not specific to me but making the choice between passions is a big big thing for me and it gives me chills just talking about it because I had a moment at work where it's like, like, I don't know. Like, so I, I, I felt very connected to yeah. that character and that storyline specifically. So it touched, it, it, it touched something in me that, that season of TV. Great. It's just such a human show. Like, it's so great. I love it. Um, I'm actually, I got, uh, I'm going to be the last episode where he's all dressed uh, in his like, his uh, turtleneck looking coat with the apron. Mm. I got that. I'm going to be him for Halloween. <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> I'm going to be saying chef for everybody. Chef. Yes, yes, chef. Yes, chef. Um, it, it, if you haven't seen it, highly recommend seeing the bear. It'll have you saying yes, chef. Um, it's just, it's really good. It's so good go check it out on Hulu. Easy watch. I watched it in like two days. Yeah. All of them. Can bang it out pretty quick. Okay. Uh, that was movie and TVs. Let's uh, quickly move it to some music. Um, I know you're a Drizzy Drake fan, so we can get into it. Unless you have some country music you want to talk about. No. You're good. Since the last pod, you've been to some concerts. Yeah, I went and saw Luke Combs for like the 15th time. Thumbs um, up? Oh, yeah. He's Was awesome. that the one at the at, uh, Arrowhead? Arrowhead, yeah. He brought out Mahomes and they shotgun right. a beer okay. together. It yeah, was that's fucking cool. That's pretty sick. Um, I think that was the only concert yeah. I went to. I need to make it some more concerts this year. I'm we hoping. had a bunch of tickets. Yeah, we had Taylor Swift tickets. We had Ed Sheeran tickets. Beyonce too, right? We have Beyonce. We sold Beyonce. Sold we sold Beyonce. Taylor Swift. Okay. Trying to sell Ed Sheeran tickets. So if you want Ed Sheeran, yeah, it's next week. <laughs> hit, so. hit Brandon up it's next week. So. Hit Brandon yeah. up in the comments. Hit, hit me up fast. Yep. Uh, anyway, uh, Drake has said he, in, in accordance with his poetry book, he announced a new album for all the dogs. He said, if you want the old Drake, I'm going to give it to you, uh, is what I he's saying. Hope. Uh, so for all the dogs. And then at one of his shows here recently, he said it's coming out in a couple weeks. Do we believe him? Utopia just dropped. Do we get it next week? Do we get it the week after that? What do you think? Is it happening or is he Of is all the rappers to say a date and actually do it, even though I know, I don't know Drake's Drake traditionally been, <laughs> yeah, been pretty bad about it. <laughs> but he's like prepped it. like he, He's talked about a new album for so long now that maybe we actually do get it on time. Again, my rule of thumb is always if they tell you a date, it's wrong. So, <laughs> till, till I see a track list exactly. and a cover. Uh, yeah, until I see it on fucking Apple Music. <laughs> Touche. Touche. I mean, what? so For All the Dogs, that sounds like it could be some old school Drizzy Drake. Do you think we're going to get the rapidy raps? To me, that sounds more like if you're reading this type vibes with just the, the title of that album. 
I don't know. What What are you hoping for with this one? Take care. I want. Take care. Well, I, obviously, yeah. I just want I mean, him. Give me nothing was the same. We have. We can have this debate. Yeah, but. No. <laughs> I, I just want him rapping and singing choruses. Yeah, that's all. Yep. You, you, don't don't give me certified lover boy vibes, please. Yeah, please. Absolutely not. She was trash. Yeah. We'll see. See what happens. What do you have? You uh, seen any like videos or stuff from his tour? Very few. Just like the set design. The set designs actually look pretty wild. Yeah, that's all. They have mom out. They have the sperm. Have you seen that? Yeah. They have the fucking sperm going around. They have the life size Drake throwing a paper airplane. They have the young Drake at the very beginning where he's sitting on the couch. I don't know. Just some cool. I'm sure it would be a fun show. Yeah. Um, Speaking of shows, I saw this on Twitter today. I figured I'd throw it in here. Apparently, T Swift. Uh, their f- her fandom caused the equivalent of a minor earthquake in Seattle. Um, question for you: do, I know you say you had tickets, but do you have FOMO from the Eras tour? No, because I see it on my TikTok all yeah, the damn time. Like, yes, fair. I would have loved to go. I think it would have been a fun show oh, for sure. I would have been belting every song. <laughs> Hell yeah, you'd be decked out in beads. I wouldn't glitter. No, I wouldn't wear anything, but I'd be I'd be screaming out those lyrics for yeah, sure. Yeah, no, that'd be a fun ass show for sure. Um I also want to just point out Beyonce's Renaissance tour is happening. Drake's It's All a Blur tour with 21 Savages happening. Um Ed Sheeran's I, on tour. Ed Sheeran's on tour. Ty actually my brother went to go and his girlfriend went to go see um him at the race. Mm-hmm. And he they actually said that not that he didn't give good energy, but like a lot of his songs are lovey dovey and don't lend to like a big concert vibe. I don't know. See, they're wrong. They're wrong. They're wrong. Uh, the problem is that that speedway is set up horribly. Really? Like if you see, I haven't been, so I can't attest to that. But um, like he's just basically playing on this like a little. Oh yeah. Stage no, there. they told me Ty. Ty told me that it's like a one man band. Like he had like this thing where yeah, he like he does that. loops it up and does yeah. Yeah, he does that. But there's like I, I want to find this picture. Okay. Um, it was actually our guy. Uh, I will say this just came to mind, like uh, because this uh, Travis Scott and Post Malone dropped yesterday. I actually wouldn't mind going to see Post Malone on tour. This album was really good. I just feel like he does a lot of weird shit on tour. Really? He like fell a couple times. I I still feel like he has a lot of good music. Put out a really good new album. I feel like he he, could, he would play the guitar. He has some rap vibes. He's kind of fully pivoted into pop. Um, I don't know. I feel like that would be a good show. Really top him. I've seen a lot of good fucking concerts. Um, if J. Cole drops the fall off this year and goes on tour, I need to see him. Well, how about Kendrick's tour became the most successful rap tour yeah, of all time? Saw that. I was a part of that. Mr. Morale was a great show. That was awesome. Um, to see him come from Mizzou Auditorium to the big arenas was really full circle and cool. Um, so right. that's like from an actual Ed Sheeran concert. Okay. Like, look at that shit. Yeah. No, that that's no. a wild. So yeah. that's he a like, wild set design. Yeah. He like puts on yeah. huge shows. So go to so the I arena tour. Yeah. Go the, to the arena tour. The that's Iowa fair. Speedway thing is. That's was just a, a that's just a and that was the night before the Iowa Speedway. He was in Nashville. Oh, the really? Night before. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Um, I was going to say, though, out of the three, you can throw Ed Sheeran in for four if you want. But uh out of those three or four, where do you? How do you rank them in terms of like your interest well, to want to go? Or four. So we have the Eras tour, yeah, Taylor Swift, one. Renaissance, Beyonce, It's All a Blur, Drake, and Twenty One, and you can if you want to throw in Ed um, Sheeran. It would be T Swift, Drake, Beyonce. 
Beyonce. Really? Okay. I've seen Drake. I've seen Beyonce. Okay. I've so that's the reason. T-Swift. That's the reason. Even if I had seen T-Swift, Eras Tour looks fucking incredible. Yeah. It would probably be Beyonce just because I know she's a great performer. Uh, T-Swift and then Drake. Um, that would be my ranking. But, yeah. Um, okay. Anything else on music? No. Nah. Let's. Uh, if you want to talk about Jason Aldean. Yeah. If you want to, you can. <laughs> we can pass on that. I'll just say one thing. Objectively, it's a bad song. Yeah. Poorly written, bad song. That's all. <laughs> That's all. Um, all right, let's kick it to sports. We, uh, I, I, I had some kind of filler shit, but I, I thought of something we actually could talk about okay. is Bronny. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, him having a basically a heart attack, right? Cardiac uh, arrest. Cardiac, yeah. cardiac arrest. Uh, it w- was it. He was having a workout at USC or pra- uh, practice, whatever. whatever. Um, either way, yeah. very scary. scary. Very, I think I saw, I don't know how new the video is, but I saw LeBron post a video of Bronny playing piano or something. So I think he's yeah, back I'm and healthy sure and good, but yeah, uh, and still very scary. Very scary. And hopefully. So is he going to USC this year? Or is yeah, it, yeah okay. he'll be a freshman at USC. Okay. So hopefully he's cleared to play and. All that stuff, but yeah, that was shocking when I I got that update um, on my phone. Um, yeah, he's just wild. so fucking young. He just—it's hard to believe. Yeah, yeah. You you see, uh, Ham, Demar Hamlin, and now that uh, it's just yeah, it's weird. It's yeah. crazy. Um, I don't really have any takes on it other than it's yeah. it's, it's weird. But uh, so how many years do they have to stay in college? Is it one or two? Just one. Okay, so he'll stay. At USC for one, uh, and then not, LeBron and him will play together. He, he's not that good. He might not. Really? I yeah, I don't know. Okay. We'll see. Is he a, what what position does he play? He's like a guard. Guard. He's only like 6'3". Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, cool. All right. We shall see. I, I, I don't really have a lot of sport for sports. If you want to throw something out there, we can. But um, We're four weeks from Yeah, football's football. on the way. Be looking forward to that. Um, what, uh, what Mizzou game? Are you and potentially me going to? Oh, yeah. We're going to the Mizzou-K-State game. That'll be fun. That, yep. That's homecoming for Mizzou, which is homecoming. It's not homecoming. Thing. Oh, I, for some it's reason like I thought that. It's like week two or three or oh. something. Okay. I lied. Um, I think the weekend before that is Iowa State in yeah, Ames, so Mexico. that might be a year in Mexico for that. Yeah. Going it's, always, to the, it's always a shit show for me when I, uh, when I partake in those activities, but we'll see. Yeah, I'm going to Chiefs Lions that Thursday, the opening NFL game of the year. That'd be fun. That'd be cool. Yeah, big big Cowboys converted Chiefs fan here. Not a Chiefs fan. <laughs> we are going to Chiefs Bengals on New Year's Eve. Ooh, that's sick. Yeah. Did you see uh, Joe Burrow? Yeah. Is there any update on that calf strain? Out oh, for like that's what it was. Three weeks. Okay. Um, they were making it sound like it was going to be like a big thing. Yeah, we're going he got, like, to. Off, right? Yeah. Uh, going to the Iowa State Kansas football game. Man, you got a lot of football games. So fun. Got a lot of football games on the docket. Yeah, I'm not thrilled. I would love to go to a Notre Dame game again, but last time I went, they lost. This should be good this year. So this should be good this year. They have a really good quarterback. I can't tell. I can't tell if this is sarcasm or reverse psychology. No, I think they will be. They have a really good quarterback. Cool. I hope you're right, my man. If I go, I hope I don't fucking see him lose to a yeah, shitty school tough. again. That was tough. God, that sucked. Last time, so I went to Marshall, and then I, but the year before that, I think I saw him beat like Miami of Ohio or something, you know, crazy, like shit team. And then the, 
it might not have been the year before, but the last time I saw Notre Dame, they played Duke. They fucking lost to Duke. It's mm. like I'm almost bad luck for Notre yeah, Dame. I yeah. can't go. Yeah, it sucks. Then you go to the bowl game. Oh yeah, we went to we went to the uh, Orange Bowl, or was it no? It was Cotton Bowl when they played Clemson, and uh, yeah, that was tough. That they was, won that one too, right? I was very mad. <laughs> I was not in a great mood, and all I, in the group chat, it's all I fucking hear. Everyone was gunning my life. Don't love that, but uh, yeah, that's really all I have. Anything, yeah. Anything else? It was, Did you uh, see the Cubs game last night? Um, is that the one where they almost got in a fight? Some. Oh, was that was that two, two nights, nights ago? ago. Okay, no, what happened last night? Uh, First of all, the Cubs, I, I don't follow MLB because I can't watch them. So uh, Yeah, they've won eight straight. Um, they're they're four right games now. out of the playoffs. But okay. last night, so they're playing the Cardinals. They're up one in the ninth. Dude hits uh, the Cubs were up. Cardinals were the home team, so they're hitting in the bottom ninth. Two outs. Dude smokes one to center field, and the Cubs center fielder robbed the home run to win the game. Wow. It was fucking crazy. That's, that's sick. Speaking of great baseball games, we saw a great live one. Yeah, we Mets did. Yankees. Mets Yankees saw a stolen home base. Yeah, dude, stole home. Seen in yeah, a it was pro fun, game. first time since 2016. Crazy. And then it we went saw into Verlander, extras. Verlander versus Cole. Yeah, that was sick. Yeah, went into extras and Mets won on a walk off. Subway series. It was. It was. We fun. saw a Yankee fan get kicked out. <laughs> that was so wild. It was. Uh, yeah, so no, stupid, was, by the way. Yeah, a beautiful stadium though. Yeah, it was very cool. Very cool. Yeah, fun experience. So. All right. I think that that might do it for us. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, sorry for the long hiatus. Hopefully we can bring it back to monthly or bi-monthly or however we want to do it. But uh, thanks for rocking with us. I'm Trey Lessio, the Don of Entertainment, alongside Brandon Ogden. This is Are You Entertained? And we out. Peace.